Welcome back to another episode of The World According to Us. This is Steve Jabba. I'm joined again, once again, by my sister Jennifer. And uh, today's topic for this uh, podcast episode is about the latest revelations of former President Donald Trump having his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida um, searched with a search warrant affected uh, on his property due to his seizure and wrongful or illegal uh, taking of top secret classified secret documents from the White House to his estate, which uh, no former president has ever done before. Um, now, um, on that note, that introduction, Jennifer, uh, welcome. Hello, everyone. Uh, so I don't know how much of the the news coverage you've heard in this past week, but um, it's been all week, uh, pretty much all day. So we've had trials to distract us. And now we're going to get to the heart of something that I feel should have happened long, long before. I don't know if you remember when I was uh, in our last podcast episode, we were talking about how even with the, the mass shootings, just to go on a tangent for a second, um, would tie into January 6th. And when we look at January 6th, the same principal actors involved being the, the former president are uh, doing illegal activities and yet not being held accountable. So uh, with all that as a background, um, what are your thoughts on this latest news? I, I actually am not surprised. I'm still patiently waiting to find out all that they discover with regards to his misdoings. I've always felt from the very beginning that he was a child trapped in a man's body, like an undeveloped, you know, male being that was basically living, I guess, all his childhood dreams with, you know, having power. But unfortunately, to the great detriment to our country, um, just doing things really nearly by his own heart. And I shudder to think what he was planning to do with whatever it is that he did take and for whatever purposes they were, no doubt, only for his benefit. Mm. I think that seems to be the, the general consensus amongst the, uh, the the mainstream news media outlets. Um, for me, I think that this is something that is nothing more than a continuation of what we had been seeing throughout his entire presidency. From the moment he decided to run, through all of his political action uh, rallies to him actually holding office and making blanket policies and moves that would be considered pretty authoritarian or tyrannical and with wanton disregard for the quote-unquote rule of law. Mind you, this is the same president who ran on this idea of him being a quote-unquote law and order candidate. Now, we know that they would consider that probably a dog whistle politics. But even on its surface, if you're a person who says that you're about law and order, that means you abide by rules and regulations and that you are a person who is in favor of them, not in the usurpation or the disregard or breaking of them. So it's really ironic now that all of this is coming out. And what I'm wondering even more so is, why was this kept so secret? Because they're saying that he was under investigation for some time now, right? Not just uh, from the White House or the FBI, but also with regards to his taxes and his failure to release them, even when it was subpoenaed and, and shown that he had to comply. It took forever for them to even get his tax returns. We find out that he earned during, I don't know if you knew this, but during the tenure of his presidency, he earned upwards of 400 million per year. No, so he not a, no. left the White House with $1.6 billion at least. Oh, my goodness. With all the deals and stuff he was doing on the global stage, mind you why he says he stepped away as CEO or chairman of Trump as businesses dealings. We knew that that was just for show. But now with that as a background, it, it to me, it makes more sense that somebody who is operating in that realm, who's making that kind of money and doing international global deals with different foreign powers and wielding the presidential seat as 
his own personal uh, joyride or piggy bank ride to whatever he needed or wanted. Um, it's not surprising to find out that this is a person who would sacrifice national security for his own personal benefit. And what's even more shocking is why, when they had a chance to rein in him early on, they chose not to do so. The I'm- Congress, the Senate, they all stood by and watch the guilty president who committed treason against the United States go free, not once, but twice. So now I treat this whole scenario personally as a dog and pony show. I won't believe anything that they're saying with regards to how much trouble he's in or what's going to come of it until I actually see him locked away in jail and serving, you know, multiple life sentences for what his crimes are. That happened, but that's what I'm I'm waiting to see. No, but that's exactly what I was saying all along. First and foremost, um, thankfully, through all my um, drama films with regards to conspiracy therapy and government corruption and so forth, I have no doubt that even from the inception of this country, that there was always an underlay of corruption with regards to those in any type of power. I feel that um, he was one of the, um, well, he was a crook, a con person to begin with. And he somehow got himself into that, how they call it, um, old world's first percent club, if you will. And he was bold and brave enough to break rank from whatever traditional foolishness that they were getting away with and totally go on his own. And they were, you know, they were, I guess, initially letting him go and see where it would go, but not ever imagined it would get to the extent that it did get. And I think he must have broke ties with whoever the initial cronies were that put him in the position to be able to do all that he was capable of doing and they're somewhat trying to jump ship but not fully so that's why I'm like I think that there's just some sort of breakdown in the underlying corruption that was always there hmm. uh, yeah I, I mean I can see your, your argument with that but see here's the problem when you have somebody that you know you're not able to control that you already know is a loose cannon and loose lip person that will post and tweet every single thought that comes into his head, you have to understand that at a certain point, you're going to face a situation where something like this would be possible. National security secrets and uh, uh, things that you don't want made public are in the hands of a person who has no scruples about doing or bragging or showing whatever he wanted. Now, they were showing on, I think it was MSNBC or one of those outlets, um, that prior to all of this, he had some sort of a a satellite image of an attack on, uh, I think it was Iran or Iraq, uh, where they showed a bombing. And he took that picture that was, I guess, sensitive information and tweeted it against all of the uh, recommendations of his security and intelligence personnel saying that that was not a good idea. He shouldn't do it. But he wanted to show, look, look at the access to the information. Look at the type of information I am privy to that the average citizen is not. And look what I get to do with it on a social media platform. I can show it. I can taunt world leaders uh, with this information. And there's really no consequence to me doing it. Nobody's going to check me. Nobody's going to hold me accountable. Um, and so, again, this is not surprising. It's what what is surprising to me, though, is the fact that the allegations that were are alleged in this case, uh, when they came out, it wasn't because the Department of Justice or the FBI was making it known. They were moving in silence. He is the one, once again who opened his mouth to let the world know as if he is a victim that there was a targeted uh, search warrant for his premises for these specific uh, documents. Now, they are detailing that there are several levels of classified information that should never have left the White House under any circumstances, let alone with a president as he's uh, vacating the White House. For it to even leave them from the, the locations that they were, they're saying even, is something that has never happened before. So to me, it begs an even deeper question, because clearly he did not act alone. Exactly. For his age, the people who were responsible, whether it's the moving company and any of his personal assistants, 
or underlings underneath him who would have had access to those locations within the White House. Where are the search warrants for them and their premises? We're not hearing anything of that. It seems that he's just the, the main, the big target here. But there's a whole machine uh, that makes him go that needs to be called into uh, question and uh, at the very minimum should be having search warrants served on them. In addition, we have to think about this. Even with all of the documents that they retrieved, that they claim that there's 11 boxes or maybe 14 boxes of information with these different uh, classifications that he's claiming now in hindsight that he declassified by just saying he declassified them. Uh, I'm wondering how is that going to work out in a legal sense when they can prove that in order to do exactly what he's saying, there is a process, a formal process that has to go on prior to a declassification, especially of top secret government, uh, military and defense uh, information. If he's made all of those for 18 months, his personal property, who's to say that he didn't make copies of all of that information, even if they've seized it now? Right. Because when they were requesting it, he refused to give it over. When they subpoenaed it, he refused to give it over. This is the only reason why now we're seeing that they served the search warrant. So I'm wondering. And I'm sure most people are already suspecting. Even if they retrieve these documents. I think that he has to be under the toughest uh, scrutiny, whatever means or methods they use for renditions of uh foreign terrorists I think and it might sound extreme but I think that he should be under those same sort of uh, processes to find out what he knows who he told when he told so that they can really rein in the actual ramifications of just how big of a leak and security um, breach do we have here in addition to that I think that he should and I don't know what's taking so long I guess they want to be very methodical because I know they say the FBI is very meticulous whenever they make a case against somebody it's ironclad so usually people when they get those the charges they you know usually cut a deal I don't think any deal should be cut here but I'm interested to see what charges and when they're going to arrest him why isn't he in jail right now because anybody else just think about it anybody else with what we just heard would be already in the jail, under the jail, probably being, uh, as they would say, interrogated or, or um, what? How do they, how do they phrase it? I, if I recall, they call it enhanced interrogation techniques. Would be utilized. I think all of those things should be applied to him. Now, what, I, we know that they're not going to do that because you have a, a certain segment of this nation's uh, population who are staunch cult followers of Trump and will believe whatever he says for them to believe. So it's just mind-boggling and fascinating to watch this whole craziness unfold right before our eyes. But I remember saying this more than a year ago. This is a president that we've seen commit open treason with his own mouth on an international stage in broad daylight, and nothing was done about it more than once. And if you can allow that to go on, I don't see, this is why I'm saying I have little faith to really believe that we're not witnessing more political theater here. That this will be a big story for like a week or two and then all of a sudden it'll die down and it'll be swept under the rug with some other formalities or some you know, legal uh, uh, negotiations and pleadings and we won't hear much of it. The only way you can believe that this would be a serious enough case that they're going to actually do something about it is if we see him arrested in jail and then sentenced to like, like I said, like life sentences or whatever they need to sentence him to, which you know, whatever amount of time he would get now at 76 years old, if it's not at least 10, 20 years, you know, um, that wouldn't be considered a life sentence. I think that he needs to be serving like legitimate real life sentences, like full on, like two or three consecutive for each charge. Uh, that they have in this case. Now because they, I was just going to ask, you wouldn't happen to know what is what what are um what are the the um I guess the ways in which they would in fact 
arrest or detain anybody in that high position in the government, wouldn't it be some sort of like white collar, though executive, political white collar prison, if any at all? I mean, the, what you're talking about would be basically federal prison, right? There's only there's only those two types. You have the state prisons and you have the federal prison. Yes. So the charges against him, these are high crimes and uh, espionage, really. So those are pretty serious when it comes to the federal government. You would see people run out of the country uh, to avoid getting captured over stuff like that. Or they would already be in custody and be looking at the rest of their lives in the federal penitentiary. Now that uh, 1.6 billion that you spoke of leads me to believe because his ego, he's still here hovering around and waiting to see what'll happen. Like that kind of catch me if you can type of mentality with him. Because of that ginormous ego and despite the fact that he's a buffoon, he still has that ego that mostly runs him. I think that worst case scenario, he might try to sneak away with all that money that he's got, you know, God who knows wherever the case may be when everything comes to it would be hard division somebody as as notable and uh, as easily recognizable and public a figure as he is for him to sneak away even like assuming he has private planes and pilots and all that stuff in order for them to fly out unless there's like an, a warrant or, or some sort of an, uh, an action that says I think that he is not allowed to leave from Florida or wherever he is at currently um Who's to say he doesn't fly away tomorrow? But if they are smart, I would think that there would be a a, a warrant issued for his arrest, charges levied right away, and then his passport and any sort of travel uh, restricted uh, to prevent that. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Who knows what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. But it seems like they've been making the case to lay it out so that he really doesn't have anywhere to go other than to negotiate some sort of a deal with uh, the Department of Justice and the FBI. But I would hope that you're not, because remember, even within those departments, you have loyalists to him still. So who knows what exactly is going to transpire going forward. The fact that we're even aware of this, because usually I feel like, you know, throughout all the other uh, previous presidencies, they had all types of things that the public were not aware of. Only those who were working in those government entities would be aware of. The, the general public would never know, only if they had any type of military you know, connections and that sort of a thing. So, but even with military, there would be chain of command and an access to, and need to know sort of protocols in place. You wouldn't just be able to have the access to this particular kind of information that he had. No, we're, no. We're, talking, we're not talking about like a few files or something like that. We're talking about massive amounts of private, top, top, like the top, top level of secret information, classified information. This is what they're they're alleging that he took, including, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. They found that he also took nuclear codes, launch codes with him. Exactly. But the thing of it is he doesn't have the, the correct mind. You know what I'm saying? He's so focused on himself. He's not even fully aware of the full extent of what 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 power see I'm not willing to I'm not willing to say that about somebody who got to the level he got without saying that yes you can have some levels of incompetence and ineptitude but he's not let's not uh, get it twisted he is not a dumb man by any stretch of the imagination he knows what he was doing he was doing whatever he was allowed to do within the powers of the office of president and even prior to that and because of that elitist uh, mindset and not being held accountable, never taking responsibility for anything that he does, um, that's enabled him his entire life to live the way he has been doing. So in my mind, somebody like that who has access to this information, even if you were to say he doesn't have the mind to know what to do, people who will be looking for that information don't need to think very much other than to say, uh, give us this information and we will leverage you and do this and that. And, you know, but in order to make it run smoother, you know, we'll compensate you with some money because, you know, that those top secrets are worth who knows, God knows how much money on a global stage for the enemies of the United States. And that, that's it. Again, that's exactly my point. Who would ever imagine that the actual president. That's my point again. Would do something like this. And this is why I'm saying if he's not made an example of in the most extreme fashion, because can you imagine if this was, let's say this was another country in, in the continent of Africa 
where they were more authoritarian. And you had a government who had uh, their very military leader or their president doing so many atrocious things against the, the, the national interest that they would probably be taken out and given the firing squad. Mm-hmm. And nobody would bat an eye because the case against them is so staunch and compelling. They'd be like, yeah, he had to go. This dude was totally out of pocket, had no business doing what he was doing. And he was making sure that, you know, we would crumble and fall to our enemies. Why wouldn't this person be punished and made an example of? America is the only place you can see that when you're of this elitist uh, white 1%, uh, somehow all of the rules don't apply to them. And we've seen that time and time again. So it's amazing. But I, I like I said, I would wait to see. I'm not going to hold my breath. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see exactly what level of accountability they are going to levy against him. Um, as I said right now, all of the chants he did about uh, lock her up when Clinton with the, her server with over the, the issue in Afghanistan, remember? Yeah, and, and all that stuff in Benghazi. Um, all of that now comes back to haunt him because you had those words of lock him up with the information that she supposedly had or was using in private servers or public servers. Now here's your turn on an even more egregious scale. And I, I want you to know, they also said, they quoted Donald as saying many times over that only mafia guys and guilty pe- people uh, plead the fifth. If and you're not you're telling the truth and you're not guilty, why do you plead the fifth? Now I'm hearing reports that he pled the fifth more than 440 times in this past week. Exactly, exactly my point. We're saying the exact same thing to you. And I'm saying it's far more scary than we think that it was. Ignorance is total bliss. But this type of a person to be exactly like you said, in that position of power, unchecked, and like let loose like that by those big wigs that I don't know what type of chess game or poker game they were playing. They did not in any way expect that this particular person was going to go and do all that he has done. That cannot be part of the plan. And if it is, then that's even more scary in, in, in that. Like perhaps, you know, paving the way for whoever else is to come next. Well, if you remember, all during the time of the, his running, the connection between him and Russia. Exactly. He always was trying to downplay it, downplay it, downplay it. And if you notice the juxtaposition to him and Biden, the mm-hmm. whole thing about the Ukraine and sending the funding and the aid to Ukraine prior to this whole Russian, uh, as they call it, military exercise, which we all know is a, a war, mm-hmm. an invasion sovereign country. Um, and now it's a proxy war with the U.S. It just seems like you had Putin's puppet in there in Trump. Mm-hmm. Now that he's out, Putin's like, well, I can't control Biden, so let's go ahead and do this action and escalate to, you know, open war. And then the U.S. is now pulled into supporting and funding it, where all of these allegations he was making, I'm not saying that he, there's not some validity to some of the claims against uh, President uh, Biden and his son, but that pales in comparison now to everything that we were saying back then, or uh, being told back then. These connections to Russia, the denials of uh, Russia being involved in the meddling in the elections and all of that stuff being spun to, oh, it's the Ukraine meddling the election. So now, it really, would you think about it, we take it piecemeal and if we take the whole picture from then to now, what does it look like? It looks like the end of the country. I, I would agree. It looks seriously like the end of the country. They did not, they did not, um, you know, they use basically what I think with regards to the government, those people with nefarious um, goals in mind, they were basically playing a game of chess. Okay, we've got all our pawns, meaning the public, the citizens, we'll keep them happy and subdued, play a little game to show a good front, especially for the whole world stage and whatever the case may be. And for whatever reason, we'll never know. Maybe we'll never know. They let this one egomaniac, you know, person get in there and not realize that he's going to use that same constitution and all the stuff that broke this very country to his advantage for his own who can say whatever you know purposes that he had in mind and it's like I'm sorry even though he's I didn't even think that they were going to go as far as to go ahead and um, raid his uh, uh, private property 
I had been waiting for such, such a thing from way back when, when he first started showing that he's not totally mentally, you know, up to the par of being a proper president for this country. But no, they let him do what he's doing according to the rules that were already set, according to tradition and whatever not. And here, after the fact that he's finally out of office, now, oh wait, look, he has this, that, and the other, and all the rest. And then how far, like you said, did he go with this, that, and the other? That we let's, don't know. I would, say, I would say let's assume it all. Exactly. Assume that he had all of this information for a year and a half. And that he's because apparently um, the, how they even came on to this is that they said people who were guests at his resort, he was boasting and showing them some of these documents that he had. Who's so that? then let's let's imagine he's not only sold a lot of this information to his master in Russia and Putin, but also to Saudis to yeah. whoever else would fund him, you know, uh, North Korea. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of that comes out uh, that these are things that are there, I'm sure, right now. We're speculating uh, about this as civilians, that the top secret intelligence agencies and agents around the world are not thinking the same thing or even ahead of us with regards to damage control, trying to find out who, what, when, where, why, and what's the next step. You know, I mean, even this you- is just the tip of the iceberg, I think. You said something that just sort of triggered something in my mind, right? For the life of me, I couldn't understand how this particular person got in a position of power in this country. And then you said something about the Saudis and all the rest, whatever. Now then, they have untold money, I'm sure, beyond what America has. If they were, in fact, somehow nefariously working to put a such person as Trump as the president, wouldn't that bring... Um, by osmosis, whatever, the downfall of this country? Well, listen, I'm not as well-versed on actually all of the issues with regards to the Saudis and how they work. I know that a lot of their, most of their money they've gotten from obviously selling oil to uh, partner nations like the U.S. and others in Europe. Um, clearly, they accept their, their currency in exchange of the U.S. dollar. So there's something to be said for that. Um, as far as whether or not they were able to put somebody into office such as Donald Trump, uh, but with, so this I think if you get someone like him in our country, it's going to to be a detriment to the country. How much so? If you have, if you if you back nefariously, so under the covers, underground, this type of a person, is it not the perfect? the perfect weapon to break down this country, this type of disruptor? Yeah, to use somebody who's who's one of them, of their own. But you have to look at it in terms of, see, when we're, when we're talking about these other ethnic groups and their political power, you're still dealing with a global structure of white supremacy. So I, I think that they play their part, but I don't know to say that they would be the ones who would be the, uh, the impetus of pushing. It would seem more likely to me that it would be a, a, a Caucasian uh, nation or, or, or country that would be having this sort of thing. That's why I think Russia would be more likely a candidate for something like this. Well, okay, let's say that. But it seems to me that whatever powers that we don't know yet that would be the perfect way to do it. Use our laws, our statutes, our whole foundation against us with one rogue, incompetent, egomaniac, loose-lipped person, okay, to break down the country from within itself. Yeah, it's like Manchurian Candidate. I don't know if you remember that film oh. with uh, Washington. Yep. They had they had the mind control puppets that were they were military guys who had served in these wars. They had post traumatic stress syndrome, but they were also been mind controlled to be the quote unquote perfect killing soldiers who didn't have any emotion when they killed or assassinated people. And then they had catchphrases or key words that would trigger them where they would go into a, an altered uh, state of consciousness and be doing whatever it was that they were programmed to do by whoever was, you know, running the, the mind control operations under, you know, the, the government. So uh, that totally could be something that at work here. We're not going to, I mean, I would not put it past, uh, of course, now we're, we're waiting into what people will call the conspiracy theory waters. 
I really don't care because the, the, the point is whether we can prove it or not, what's possible is possible. And what seems more likely in these scenarios seems to be more that it's possible and plausible that this, this is in fact what's going on. Whether we can prove it or not in, in a court of law, it's a different story. And I think that's where most of the people who would be deniers of the fact of this as a possibility would point to. They would say, well, you can surmise all you want, but you don't have the proof yet. So until you have that, we're not going to buy that that's actually what's going on. Which is a fair statement, but let's think about it. What what would make more sense in this scenario? If it's not if it's not something you can say is clearly a conspiracy because it takes more than one person to pull off what he's been doing. Exactly. So he's the showpiece who who was like, um, <clears throat> I think he's got a little bit of wryness in him a little bit, wherein he's like, okay, you all think that you're gonna make me your show person. Once I get enough popularity and enough, you know, clout and foundation with these people that are supporting me, I'm going to go ahead and pull, you know, off and do my own thing. And then when they try to rein him back before it's too late, and then he started to, you know, go along with his initial plan when people were like pumping the brakes on him, like, you know, Obviously, we can only let you go, but thus far. It's funny to me how, in, in conjunction with what you're saying, when they talked about his blatant disregard for senior intelligence officials and intelligence briefings daily that he would receive, mm-hmm. that he would be uninterested in them, that all of a sudden, a person who has no interest in these briefings and in this classified information that he's privy to while he was uh, in office, all of a sudden decides the day that he's leaving office to take all of this information. Mm-hmm. I think clearly that they, they're just looking to track down and find out how much of that information uh, got out from Mar-a-Lago. Because clearly, I don't I don't believe in a year and a half with the mouth as big as his, he is and the ego and narcissism of somebody who was so upset about being uh, censored on Twitter or being banned from Twitter would not be bragging and boasting and sharing with whoever came to his uh, estate to make quote-unquote deals. Um, So that should be something I'm sure they can track. They've been surveilling everybody. I'm sure they would have his phones and and records and stuff of who came and went from his estate. And it's just a matter of time. I was trying to say, the fact that you said before that they allowed this to go on and they allowed him to go ahead and do this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden, they stopped it. Like, why did you allow it in the first place? Those are the trillion-dollar questions. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, they were like, okay, until he went and took it way too far, out of their control, out of their reach. They're like, okay, we got to scramble and contain this before it really gets out of control. Who kind of person does that? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I... I I can't even. It does make sense when you think about people who have never been reined in in their entire lives, who have always been coddled, who's always had excuses made, or people covering and doing for them, and never been held accountable. Because you see, this is where it really, like I said, this goes all the way back to that original source word, accountability. When you had a chance to hold him accountable for blatant violations and uh, of law and of his oath of office in broad daylight on the international stage, in front of the entire world, and you as the actual governing bodies or the the balancing uh, check and and the government powers, don't hold that person accountable when you have the opportunity to do it. More than one occasion. That's all we needed to know. The writing was on the wall from that that moment on, because then they were saying the precedent they would set. If he's impeached and not held accountable, when all of the Republicans who were there, who witnessed what happened in that second impeachment and knew that he was guilty and as much as admitted so after they voted not to uh, uh, find him guilty, you are just as culpable as he is for everything that he's been doing. And then on top of that, after all of that, after getting away with that, think about it. Then you stand up there and you incite mobs that you planned for months to come and storm the Capitol, to actually create a, a moment of treason, mass treason against the nation and still not be held accountable all this time later. 
I'm not surprised that none of this should be like I said none of this should be shocking to anybody the only thing that is shocking is that it was allowed to get to this point before okay. somebody decided really okay now we must send the, the government after this guy That's exactly my point. You knew before he left office he should be in jail That's you didn't you made an excuse saying well he will be out of office and we can just look the other way and then hopefully somebody else will get in and we'll do what we, what we used to do no they try to get and they 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 did not they did not um foresee the 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 worst case they were sorry, Jennifer they were just blind to this whole idea of being beholden to one polit- uh political party versus the actual uh nation you see that's what it, that's really all it came down to this divide and conquer that was even more division within the actual nation of the, the two political parties it should be more than two in my opinion because you always have this either or fallacy yep. i blame you then you blame me then i blame you then you blame me and we go back and forth but there's no accountability either side no no there's not and that's again my point there are people so, playing political games or chess or whatever you want to say or a combination of both with this country because they're in the positions of power and for whatever reason those same people those old world or old school you know the foundations that keep up the traditional or the traditions of those pioneers who first started it they did not properly prepare for something like worst case scenario what if somebody did in fact go ahead and seduce the poor public to be their their power base if you will if in case they did want it, because he could have, if he really truly wanted to, if he was smart enough, in my opinion, to go ahead and take over the country, he could have, he would have been successful. He would have been successful, but he was not. Because people like, yo, we got to pump the brakes. This guy is not the one to be trying to say, oh, let's make- I don't know, Jennifer, because think about it. He, 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 listen, you're, you're right to a certain degree there, but if we remember the day of the insurrection, uh, he sat there all day for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of end, watching the violence and the carnage and hoping that with the aid of people who are also in law enforcement and in these other agencies of the government that were uh, on his side. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that even they, like how it's been with regards to the Republican Party, they had to be like would've, yeah, yeah would have been had they think about it had they had the national guard and all these other uh agencies of the military present and done what they would have done had it been quote-unquote black people storming the capital we know how that would have played out there would have been far more deaths and and shooting deaths than there would have been for say um well that's uh, a given. Yeah, that's a given. That's a given. But that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying they let him get up to a, a, a certain extent until it was like, oh, almost to the point where he would have, because in my opinion, he was already setting the stage to try to make this country his own, you know, become the dictator of this country with becoming, um, alienating all of our allies and snuggling up to all of our, our past enemies. Like who even does that? Right. Who does that? And then you're going to go traitor. rally up to the nation, the base, exactly. Rally up the poor um, majority of people. Cause I believe that there's still more poor people than there are rich people. Well, obviously we got the 1%. So if you have all those people, human beings, mind control and believe in your foolishness, you can get them to do whatever you want. Er- ergo, um, so, excuse me, January 6th. Okay. If, in fact, he was smart enough and, you know, if he, okay, let me put it like this. If a, okay, a person with, um, maybe the same amount of ego, but a little bit more savvy or a little bit more, I don't even know what that to say, knowledge, intellect, something of the sort. They would have been successful, Stephen. They could have taken over the country. The rest of us, and especially the older generations who thought something like this could never ever happen, was farthest thing from their imagination needs to wake the heck up and make sure something like this can never ever happen again. This actually, you know what? This was the, the, the Trump being in presidency. Now that we're talking about it, I think it was actually meant to be. If this, if this whole country is to actually to, to survive and to be successful, they have to see their faults, learn from their mistakes, and prevent them from ever happening again. 
all of this, everything that um, happened with Trump, he by far, I think he's the embodiment of all the stuff that we did not know from all the other previous um, presidents and their, you know, inner workings and all that stuff. What would happen if these type of people actually got the power base in actual bodies, human beings, to go along with their, their rhetorics and their nonsense and then seize power of the government and take it over and turn us into yet another one or perhaps the most successful one of all those other uh, tyrannical countries that are here on this planet. That's what well, I'm- I think clearly that's where we were headed. Okay, I think that most people are, should be aware of that if they're not already. Um, you have a lot of people who are talking about that, just that same thing, uh, you know, fascism, um, military and government take, being taken over and run by a police state. I mean, we, we that, that writing has long been on the wall. We've seen it with the overreach and the police abuses. And it's the same key root word, I'm going to say again, the accountability. So if you have a group of people who are just like this guy holding a high position, but have this mindset that I'm not going to be touched no matter what I do. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's actually logical that this would be an outcome that you which you should foresee coming. And the fact that a lot of people just were blind and willfully so did not want to believe that this is what was actually going on. They're complicit. They're complicit because they would not stand up and say, no, this is wrong. And the few who did, you saw what happened to them. They were made examples of. As soon as his impeachment was over, did you notice all of the witnesses that came forward to testify against him for his malfeasance? He wanted their names leaked before even there was a, a, a case. And then as soon as the case was was had and the few that did come forward and testify, they were all immediately fired. He fired all of them, if you, if you recall. I so, do, even, and that's my point being exactly that. See, okay, what I'm saying is the Republican Party they're playing the little stupid games. They found someone who's charismatic enough or who can reach those, um, you know, the, the the majority of the population of this country. And that's what you need. You need the brute force, the military, or those who, with their Second Am- Amendment rights, have their own militia-minded, you know, military uh, stuff in mind. You just need someone to be our poster boy or poster person. And if that person should go and go, uh, you know, off track of whatever the people who are trying to do their own things with him as their faith of their nonsense then what he I believe he broke away from the um, the main base of the Republicans and tried to do stuff with his big ego on his own and at the last minute when um, those same Republicans stiff necked and you know willy nilly they don't want to do anything or want not to believe the fact that in fact oh wow we, we, we made a mistake and allowed this person to get in there, supported him and turned a blind eye for every foolishness that he was doing all along the way. Now that he's actually in a position of power and now he's going to go and use that same power to do his own um, purposes, then what? Then well, it, it was so- the saying goes, pride goes before the fall. So exactly. clearly all of his pride it's leading up to a, a massive, I hope, and I, I can't wait to see it, a massive fall and a serious dose of uh, accountability. But again, I won't hold my breath Not at all. Uh, for that at all because of the, the historical track record of this country and, uh, and in particular the government when it came to actually holding him accountable. The highest office in the land, uh, the most prestigious, sullied, defiled, disrespected, disregarded, as you say, all of those things. And yet... Even with all of that evidence in broad daylight, there was zero political will to do the right thing and to hold them accountable. So I look at it and I say, everything that uh, is happening is what's supposed to happen. Um, I, I totally believe God's in control. I totally believe that whatever is supposed to happen is going to continue. And we just have to wait and see and, and wait it out. Um, in addition to that, I also think that it would behoove all of us, and this is just as a side note, whether some people want to believe it or not, I think that most of Americans have to see the writing is on the wall. I think we should be planning uh, our future uh, and more than likely, uh, it probably won't be here the way things are going, if you follow. I mean, from the environment, the destruction of rights, the, the disregard for um, basic civil liberties at every turn, the abuse of the, the law enforcement and the disrespect towards the, the people who have, uh, they derive their power and authority from. 
as well as these uh, lack of accountability and true sentences for when they do uh, assassinate civilians armed or, or not because we do have a second amendment right here but people seem to always forget that and act as if if you do have a weapon to defend yourself whether it's from foreign or domestic threat that you somehow are worthy of the death sentence uh i think all of those things in culmination point to everything that we're seeing now he, th- this is just uh the the macro view in a sense when, we, when we're talking about all of this stuff leading up with trump so um with that, I would just say like we just have to now wait and see what the next legal process step is going to be with regards to what charges, when they're going to levy them, and whether or not his passport will be seized and his movements restricted, and uh, you know then we have a formal trial. I agree. I thoroughly agree. I think that would probably be trial of the century, as they used to say back when it was uh, OJ and trial, um, and cases after that. This. The, can you imagine United States versus J- Donald, former President Donald J. Trump, and then the list of offenses that he is charged with? I can, really can't wait to see it spelled out in black and white. And I hope and pray that all, if even I don't care about his his supporters, they are who are they're going to believe whatever they want to believe. But every uh, legal remedy uh, that can be levied against him, I, I hope it's dealt with the full weight of the law to the highest standard possible as it should be because we know anybody else you're getting the book thrown at you for sure for sure and that in of itself makes me question what's going on right why was he allowed to do all these things why what was the point I don't I, I can't I can't imagine if there had been a different era and a different government none of this would ever happen nothing like this would ever happen nothing like this they would have they would have especially the fbi they would have acted much sooner i don't know it's tough it's difficult to say because like i said there's so many secrets in those classified documents how how do we know that this this is just the first one in this time of uh technology and information exposure that we are aware of it but i'm sure there's so much more stuff that is classified that probably won't be declassified for another hundred years long after we're gone before it will come out the full truth of what all of this historical uh, actions have been going on uh, occurred under various different presidents. What they knew, what they didn't disclose versus him. He's just the first one that we've seen take it yeah. to this level of insanity. Thank you. So uh, even his defense <laughs> is on his face is ludicrous. All of his and this is the other thing that's funny to me. You know, I'm just going to say this before we wrap this up. Um, all of his former cronies who are now all of a sudden acting like if they were always on the right side of history are very laughable to me. And they come across very uh, ridiculous when you were so staunch in everything he was doing, even in the face of evidence contrary to what they were supporting, they would still feign loyalty to him. So to turn around now, because now you clearly saw that ship is sinking. A lot of rats jumping ship. I don't want to hear from any of these former Trump aides and, and uh, uh, cronies acting as if they were somehow some altruistic, benevolent, uh, oath-keeping uh, patriots. When in reality, they were doing everything to suborn the exact opposite. I'm not surprised at any of that. That's exactly the same storybook. That's exactly yeah, what exactly. You got a former attorney and Michael Cohen talking about oh, he's got a book coming out where he details this and then Trump is not ch- and I'm like dude you need to STFU right now because you are no better than him you worked for him you did a lot of his dirty work it was only when they came for you that you decided I better cut a deal and save my own skin what else so did they- all that twisted and act like now all of a sudden you some sort of good guy but Steven what else would you expect him to do really did you really expect him to say oh no I don't know why I was following that egotistical narcissist but oh he must have put fairy dust the political fairy dust on me or something of this sort still no. doing that. Like Giuliani he's one of those that is clearly still in that camp but I'm not surprised that I was just shocked that they were even allowed to get this far is what I'm saying I'm not shocked but at all the people who were supposed to be in control you allowed this fiasco to happen and how far is it going to go we don't know what he sold. We don't know what he promised. 
We don't know what he's That's doing. Your job now to find out, and that's what I'm saying. He should be right now under a federal warrant, arrested, and then taken to one of them rendition sites where they actually do that enhanced interrogation technique that the law and order candidates are so fond of. But see, that's a fantasy. We're talking about reality. We are saying I want all this time that we're wasting all they're wasting all this time gathering information. We don't know how long they've known, what they've known, whatever the case may be. Like you said. After they're supposedly done with all their stuff, we have to see what they're going to do. And what is going to be the worst case scenario? What if he gets another slap on the wrist, if anything at all? Oh, you've been disgraced. And that's it? Yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately, I think most people, would be, they would be like, well, look, he should know. We, we don't really want to punish him. That's in the wrong message to white supremacy. So what we should do is say, okay, he can't be candidate for president again. Uh, and we'll leave it there. I feel like that's that's the easy way out that's exactly what most of his supporters probably would want um but if you're a patriot of this nation and you really believe the constitution and the under in the law and upholding the law and doing right there's no way that you cannot see or believe that he should be held to the highest account uh, standards possible and be under the jail but, that's but again, what- getting getting that information is going to be uh, another feat in and of itself. So we have to wait with bated breath to see what, exactly. what else they're going to reveal to us. If his Teflon still works, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So on that note, um, we will pick this up in the next uh, couple of days as we get more information and find out uh, what, what else is going to be uncovered. But I'll just say thank you for joining us again on this uh, episode. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, stay blessed, stay safe, and then we'll we'll pick this up in another follow-up episode. Indeed. Praise the Lord and hope for the best. Exactly. All right, everyone. We thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast or if you have your own comments you would like to chime in, feel free to uh, send your messages to us on uh, Spotify or on Instagram. Um, and if you like, again, share and subscribe. Thank you and take care. This has been the world according to us. This has been Steve Jabba and Jennifer Jabba.